0: On today's show, we're looking at uh, a new subject, a four-part series looking at atheism.
1: The Evangelist's podcast from Revival. Find out what's new in telling people the good news about God, the world and you. With Andy Brinkley and Glenn Scrivener.
0: So, Glenn, today we're going to be looking at atheism. That's right. And... uh, I've met many atheists. In Mm. fact, one of my school friends that was a a Christian when I was at school, or he said he was a Christian, Mm. uh, I later found out that he had lost his faith and become an atheist. At what what sort of time? um, In his 20s, I think, maybe maybe a little earlier, university time.
2: Okay, after Um, 9-11?
0: Uh, before, before, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of a shock. I sort of caught up with him on Facebook hmm. and found that um, his favourite book was "God Is Not Great" by Christopher Hitchens. Right, yeah. And I thought it was <laughs> thought it was a joke at first. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, he he okay. had uh, decided that uh, he didn't believe it. And yeah,
2: but uh, but he's gone through to fully fledged anti-theism then.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. What do you think was going on with that?
0: I don't know he married someone that is an atheist mm-hmm. he, he went forward at a Billy Graham rally really <laughs> yeah Wow. back in 87 was it yeah the, um, okay. Okay. Billy Graham thing and he went forward then and uh, you know I was I was overjoyed at the time at school you know, <laughs> yeah <laughs> met someone to uh, become a Christian but later on uh, it seems that
2: it didn't stick <laughs> no And, and, and I guess he's gone, he's gone through to not just agnosticism or Mm. not just who knows, but, and not just atheism really. Mm. I mean, I mean, Christopher Hitchens is a, called himself an anti-theist, you know, so that the idea of God would be a bad thing. Yeah. It's so fortunate that there's no evidence for God, he said, because if such a being existed, then it would be a terrible universe to live in. Mm. So yeah, he's, he's, that pendulum has swung. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. But
0: you know, I think I believe his parents are Christians, and they're praying for him, and I'm yeah, praying yeah. for him. So. Oh
2: yeah, oh yeah. yeah. No, who knows? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as I said on uh, an earlier episode, I, I was at um, Kingston University last year, at the end of last year, and and. Um uh, no, in fact, it was the beginning of this year, February, and uh, speaking to a girl, and she said, "Yeah, I'm an atheist," and I said, "Oh, okay. What what, what brought you to that sort of belief?" And she says, "Well, it's because I'm a scientist, and and you know, obviously, God can't fit with that." And I said, "Oh, what are you studying?" And she said, "English literature." Um, but somehow that made her a scientist, and somehow that made her an atheist as well. Within ten minutes, she said to me, "You're so different to all the other religious people that I've spoken to." I said, "Oh, have you spoken to a lot of other religious people?" She thought, and she said. Actually, no, I haven't spoken to any any other religious people in my life. And yet, in her thinking, she was a scientist, Mm. even though she studied English literature. In her thinking, she was an atheist, and and no one had ever given her a good argument for Christianity, even though she'd never actually spoken to anyone religious in her life at any depth whatsoever. (laughs) But it was just the default setting of, there there was this girl, 19 years old, at university. Mm. What do you believe in? I'm an atheist, and I think these days the label atheist means as little as the label Christian can mean. Mm. And you know, I think we're all—I think I think Christians are all quite wary of someone who says, "Yeah, I'm a Christian." If they just tick the box in the survey form, we all think, "Yeah, okay." Culturally, Mm. they're a Christian, but what does that really mean? Mm. We're not certain. I think in the same way, when someone says they're they're an atheist, especially given the sort of the high-profile nature of people like Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens. People can kind of tick the atheist box, and yet they haven't done a great deal of thinking about it. It's not an entrenched position. So mm. I think that's important as we talk to people about matters of faith, that actually we don't get uh, put off by, by someone calling themselves an atheist.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the stereotypical idea of an atheist is is probably someone like Richard Dawkins, you know, mm. out, out and out, um, you know, to destroy Christianity. And, yes. And that, and uh, it's easy to sort of look at atheism as the opposing force of Christianity, (laughs) as if atheism is. The enemy. <laughs>
2: yeah, and it's really not the enemy at all. You know, there, there is an enemy to, to Christians and to the church, and, and he's the devil. And mm-hmm. Richard Dawkins is not the devil. And, and none of the new atheists are the devil. None, you know, And atheism is not the enemy of, of faith and that kind of thing today. Ever since Genesis 3, we've found ways of disbelieving in Jesus. Mm. Um, and that's taken many different forms. And, and uh, atheism was not the first, and it won't be the last. Um, and it comes in so many variegated forms as well. So last month, uh, the University of Tennessee did uh, a, a study of uh, over 1,100 participants. They filled out a questionnaire. Um, they, they all identified as atheists. But um, once they filled out this questionnaire, uh, people at the University of Tennessee said, oh, we, can, we can discern six different kinds of atheism here which again is, is, is quite different to mm. how we generally... We just think, okay, Richard Dawkins, that is what atheism is. Um, but no, it's, it, it can take many different forms and many different atheists are, in, are as embarrassed by Richard Dawkins as believers are mm. um, and want to distance themselves from Richard Dawkins as, as much as Christians do. Yeah. Maybe they ought to have denominations. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> I don't think they could splinter as much as we can. but no, I'm sure they could. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the six that they came up with... Um, where there's the academic atheist. Mm. um, And in their study, and and remember, we're talking about the southern United States and we're talking about people who are responding to... um, advertisements on atheistic websites, so that's going to skew the percentages, but, mm-hmm. but uh, the academic atheists were 37%, and these are the educated folk, uh, perhaps they belong to various skeptic societies or free-thinking groups, they read books on non-belief, they read old philosophers, they read new philosophers, they might be somewhat versed in theology, um, those are sort of 37%, and, and, and those kinds of people might, be, might well be embarrassed by Richard Dawkins, um, and might express that on, on some level. Uh, then sort of there's the activist, uh, atheist, and uh, these are kind of the really evangelistic atheists. Mm-hmm. So the, these guys do subscribe to sort of Richard Dawkins' Twitter feed, and, and they, they seek promotion of secularism and humanism and, mm-hmm. and, and certain uh, rights issues. Um, these, these guys are the evangelists uh, for atheism. That's the activists. And then there's the, sort of the, the agnostic atheists, um, only seven point six percent they they reckoned were agnostic seeker atheists um and so and, they
0: they would be sort of people that don 't believe but aren 't really
2: sure they, or, uh, they they would say they 're fairly sure that they 're an atheist, but they would also say that they don 't really mind that there are religious folk around the place they 're not trying mm. to convert anybody they 're very happy sort of um, but yeah, they're just very happy with a whole smorgasbord of beliefs out there, and they're not. Yeah, they 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 embrace uncertainty, mm. um, really. Uh, and then there's the anti-theist, and I guess Christopher Hitchens would be the the arch anti-theist. Uh, about fifteen percent of of this survey uh, turned out to be anti-theist, and that's that's very much religion is bad. And um, I, I saw Richard Dawkins wearing a, a t-shirt the other day. It says. Um, it said religion, together we can find the cure. Right? Which is which is appallingly offensive, really. I mean if if you wanted to get offend, offended yeah. um you could I mean, can you imagine can you imagine him putting any other group on that t shirt yeah. and saying, you know honestly, I mean, honestly, honest, I, mean I, I I dread to even name a subsection of, of society mm. and then to follow that with Together we can find the cure. Mm. But you know he's he's able to say that about uh, religious people. That those are the anti-theists, and then there's the non-theists. That was the smallest group in this study, four percent. They're just not bothered. Uh, and I think if you did this study in England, um, the non-theist might might actually dominate, even though here it's sort of the least amount. Because in in the southern United States, you're bombarded with religion. You can't mm. not have an opinion. Here, um, it's not that uh, not that at all. I think you meet loads more non theists and I I would put that girl who studied English literature into the sort of the the non theist Mm. uh, into the non theist category they're just not bothered Um, and then finally sixthly uh, there's a ritual atheist and this is the one that really surprised uh, the researchers here Uh, these are guys who they don't believe but they they love what religion offers by way of community and ritual mm. um and so you know in in this country they've set up you know the atheist church <laughs> um, or alan de Pot- uh, alan de Baton. um he um he's written religion for atheists and um in fact we've got we've got a little clip of of him explaining how he's absolutely certain he doesn't believe in god mm. but um he Recognizes that kind of the communities of faith and the rituals of faith provide a helpful framework for life.
0: Okay, well, we'll play that and uh, we'll put a link to it on the show notes.
1: The debates between believers and non believers have a sterility to them. Um, the non believers look at the believers and think they're idiots. And uh, the believers look at the non-believers and think they're damned. And um, there's an unfortunate standoff between the two camps. And the, es- the issue with which they struggle eternally is, does God uh, uh, exist or not? This is the one around which they center fruitlessly, endlessly. So I'm going to begin tonight with a-, a really bold, speedy assertion. We're going to get that question out of the way. If anyone disagrees with the way I answer it, the doors will still be open. You can walk out and I won't be offended. So let Let me just assert very categorically that I don't think God exists. Now, let's move on. Um, That's not (laughs) really the important thing at all. Um, The important thing is where we go from here. Um, I'm writing and addressing a constituency that feels something like this. The doctrines of religion are implausible. The supernatural doctrines are implausible. But, but, a huge but, I like singing Christmas carols. I like the atmosphere of old churches. I like Yom Kippur. I like reading bits of the Old and New Testaments. I like the mass in B minor, dot, dot, dot. Um, It's that sort of person, someone who is interested in what you might call the secondary uh, aspects of religion, whereas the primary doctrines are, are less appealing. And until now, that choice has seemed rather stark, that, that either you have, you accept all the doctrines, and then you could have the secondary bits, or you reject the doctrines, and then you're really on your own. Um, and I want to argue for a, a, another way, um, and I want to put that forward to you now, a new way of approaching uh, uh, these questions. And I suppose what I'm advocating is that non-believers can very much involve themselves with religions in order to steal from them um, in a respectful way, but basically steal all sorts of concepts because they are a repository of the most incredible amount of uh, wisdom, complex ideas, beauty, etc. And there's no need for that to be limited just to those who actually happen to uh, subscribe to, 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 to a religion.
0: Alan seems to be a really nice... Bloke, doesn't
2: he?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Oh, they're all nice. They're all nice blokes, if you get to know them. Oh,
2: and and women. Of course they are. But very different to Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Extremely different to Richard Dawkins, and self-consciously so. And I wonder whether the approach with, I guess, what what the researchers are calling the ritual atheist is, is quite different in terms of um they enjoy the community they enjoy the rituals you know i wonder whether the life of the local church might be an amazing an, an amazing thing for for such a person to almost find themselves believing you know i've, I've got a friend who's uh, got a church up in um in Lancashire. And he says that you know, at any one time, they've always got loads of atheists who, who come into the church and uh, they say, oh, I don't believe in God. You're not going to convert me, but, but I'm, I'll come along. And, mm. and And he says, just give it some time as they see the mm. life of faith lived out, as they see these, you know, in a sense, rituals and the community life of the church. Um, they almost find themselves believing. Mm. Um, and he, he said, it's, it's just this wonderful thing when you see a, an atheist kind of at the end of a prayer say, Amen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, almost wants to say ah i gotcha i gotcha you know but he doesn't he doesn't he's 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 good like that but um yeah so a a very different way in it's a very different way into a conversation with a ritual atheist than it is with an anti-theist or an academic yeah
0: you know yeah and so i suppose you know looking at the definition of atheism you know we've got to understand or perhaps quickly ascertain where people are, are coming from yeah. when they say, oh, I'm, a, I'm an atheist and yeah. and that. Because, I mean, even even Christians were called atheists yeah. originally. Yes. Uh, Emperor, Emperor Julian, in the late 4th century, said, it is the Christians' philanthropy towards strangers, the care they take over the graves of the dead, and the affected sanctity with which they conduct their lives that have done most to spread their atheism.
2: Yeah, and he, he would regularly describe Christians as atheists and mm. call them godless the godless Galileans yeah. um, because you know here's, here's a guy in in a culture where you've got the the Greco-Roman world you've got this pantheon of gods and these Christians are just meeting in houses and breaking bread with each other and mm. talking about the scriptures and where's their God mm. where on earth is their God And and, and yet he just couldn't couldn't deny that the impact that these communities of faith were having, but he he considered them to be atheists. And, mm. and in one sense, I'm I'm happy to take that kind of um, that kind of label onto myself. I'm an atheist with regards to the vast majority of gods out there in the world. <laughs> uh, Richard Dawkins makes that point. He says, you know, I, most of us are. In fact, we're all atheists with regards to the vast majority of gods that are yeah. out there. I just go one god further. Yeah. Well, we'll think about that in future episodes. But I I, I think. What he's putting his finger on is that we're all skeptics and we're all believers. Yeah. Um, And I think think that's a helpful way forward. Alain de Botton is a skeptic about lots of things. He's also a believer in some things. Mm. And it's just... Nobody is just this pure empirical rationalist who, you know... Who just has a, a steel trap for a brain, and you know, no, nobody's like that. Actually, we're all believers in some things and skeptics in other things, um, and that that can help to, to frame a conversation more helpfully. I hope.
0: And so uh, we need to ask which atheism.
2: Yeah, we definitely need to ask which atheism um, we're dealing with, and, and we also need to ask which god are we talking about as we talk about all these things. I think I've said before on the podcast that uh, uh, when Tom Wright was a was a chaplain uh, in Oxford. Uh, he would get all sorts of students coming before him into, into his chaplain's office and and uh, eventually they'd sheepishly, you know, confess that I don't actually believe in God. And he had the great line back. He said, well, which God don't you believe in? Hmm. Um, and they'd think that was an odd question. They'd say, well, God, you know, God, you know, the big guy in the sky, high on power, low on personality, you know, that guy. And, and Tom Wright would say, well, you're right not to believe in that guy. I don't believe in that God either. Let me tell you about Jesus. I think that's such a fruitful way forward. Um when someone says they believe in God, ask, "Okay, but which God are you talking about? There are millions to choose from, which God?" When they say, "I don't believe in God." Again, that doesn't shut down the conversation of God. You can say, "Well, which God don't you believe in? Describe mm. him to me." And no doubt there will be things in their portrayal of God that you can say a hearty amen to. Mm. And then you bring in Jesus because that's I mean that's the point uh, of all our conversations, you know. We're not, we are not just theists in the abstract. Um, And and so often in in sort of discussions with atheists, you can think that we then take on the theistic position rather than the atheistic position. I don't think that's right at all. We're Christians. We believe in Jesus, not just God in the abstract. Mm. You know, like if there was a debate going on between a Muslim and an atheist on the existence of God, you know, which side would we be on? Um, In a sense, we're not on either side, I don't think because we, we don't believe in Allah. And, and many of the great points that the atheists will make against Allah, we can say amen to. You know, mm. It's not that we're just theists in the abstract. Mm. We believe in Jesus. We need to constantly put Jesus before the atheist and say to whether they're an academic or an activist or an agnostic or an anti-theist or a non-theist or a ritual atheist, uh, put before them Jesus, because I think he will surprise them and get under their radar, and, and, and that's when fruitful evangelism happens. Mm.
0: Excellent. Good. We're going to bring that to a close, Glenn. Plenty more to say. Yeah. Uh, next time, we're going to look at... Uh, the, the, still looking at the subject of atheism, but looking at uh, what things atheists get right.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So it'd be good to sort of just explore that a little bit. Yeah. And if you're listening today and you have any comments about today's show, just go to revivalmedia.org slash TEP17. Thanks for listening to the Evangelist podcast. I hope you like listening each week. If so, we'd really appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. And I was very pleased to see that we had five ratings, five five star ratings, twenty five stars. <laughs> yeah, twenty five stars. <laughs> that took you. A okay. While. Well.
2: <laughs> Do you want me to show my working? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
0: those five people gave five us people five gave stars. five stars. Yeah, okay. thank you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we had a review from Mikey. W. So thanks very much for that. Hmm. If you'd like to do that, go to revivalmedia.org/itunes. That will take you directly to the podcast page where you can leave us a rating and review. Thank you very much. So just to reiterate, the web address for this episode, where you can comment on this specific show, along with the relevant links, the video from Alan Barton, etc., just go to revivalmedia.org/tep17.